What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Let's Talk podcast. I'm here with another episode for you guys. Um, you guys heard my last episode with Rocco. I'm sitting here with another friend of mine who's actually he, he me and Rocco all became friends at the same time. So we've been friends for a long time. And uh, I'm here with my boy C. C, can you hear me? Yes. All right. All right. So we got him on the phone. And uh, when Rocco was on, we spoke about the coronavirus, but that's not what we're going to be talking about today. Um, there's a there's a there's a, a a series on YouTube called The Dark Side of the Ring. We're all huge wrestling fans, and uh, recently they did an episode about Chris Benoit, and it was a two part series, and it was hard to watch. So um, I thought it would be a good idea to get fans' perspective of the the documentary and talk about what we remember about Chris Benoit and how we feel about everything in regards to him as a personal person and, a, and a, a wrestler obviously we don't know him as a personal person but that what happened to them did impact us so i figured that we would take the time to talk about it and uh give you guys maybe you know a nice 30 minute conversation about the world of pro wrestling so i'm gonna I'm start it off with c bro uh what did you think about the documentary man i loved it i loved it um I love the fact that I mean, I'm gonna be honest. It was it is a very it was it was a tragedy. It was a tragedy, but at the same time, it, it shed some light on certain things, and it made me realize that not everybody truly hated Chris Benoit. It's really a lot of mixed reactions, but not everybody truly hated him. And it's good to see that, you know, his son, you know, doesn't hate him. And, well, I mean, Nancy's sister, she doesn't hate him, but she hasn't forgiven him yet. And, uh, honestly, I feel like the, the, the highlight of the whole thing was that those last words that she said was, you know, maybe one day I'll forgive him. Might even be tomorrow. But it's just not today. That was, like, chilling. You know what I mean? But... I, I personally, I love the documentary. I was a big Chris Benoit fan. Yeah, uh, as was I. I was a huge uh, Chris Benoit fan, um, and I, I like the documentary as well. I, I I wasn't expecting the emotions that I felt watching it. It hit me differently, you know. Like, like all we ever heard about it was back uh, in two thousand and seven when it initially happened, um, June twenty fourth, two thousand seven. All we heard was, you know. Uh, Benoit and his wife and son were dead. They did a tribute show to him. You know, it was really emotional. It wasn't. It was an empty arena. They didn't even allow fans in. And then the next day, it comes out that you know he murdered his his wife and murdered his son and then killed himself. It, it was just like uh, it, it was a, a double whammy. Like okay, Chris Benoit's dead. Oh man, that sucks. Chris Benoit murdered his family and killed himself. What the hell? Yeah. And and I I wasn't expecting them to go into so much detail. In the documentary, that's not what I wasn't like. Even Eddie Guerrero, they spoke about Eddie because you know Eddie and Benoit were very close. That one, just hearing about Eddie Guerrero was too much for me. I, I almost had I had to pause it for a minute because I I couldn't listen. Like when Chavo described the day he found Eddie, it, it, it was too much. Did you listen to the um the Jericho podcast um on the boat when they when they had Vicky Chavo and his daughter Shaw on? You know what? I didn't listen to that one. I didn't know he had all three of them. Yeah. I, I know he did, uh, was it Vicky? 
what was it, Chavo? He had Chavo on not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, just to give you a quick recap and why this, why the documentary hit me so hard, they spoke about Eddie the, the during his last loop before he the, the loop he died on. Yeah, for people who don't know, a, a loop is when wrestlers go on a tour. Basically, you leave for about five, six, seven days, or possibly two weeks, and you wrestle those two weeks, and then you come back home. So Eddie went on his last loop, and Shaw said that for some reason, that the day he left, he just hugged her a long, a longer time than he normally did, and she just couldn't stop crying the day that he left. All she kept saying was that, I'm going to miss you. And... Um, uh, Vicky even said that the night before he died, he called her at about five in the morning, and she didn't answer. She said that she'll just get the call when she wakes up, and when she finally woke up, you know, they gave her the news that Eddie had died. That uh, you know, from the documentary, Vince called her and told her that you know Eddie had passed, and then Chavo in the documentary goes into full detail about everything that happened that night, and then they go into detail about what happened with Nancy and Daniel and, and Chris, man. That that shit is sad. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. That first part, I mean, because it was a two part series. That first part was, I feel like, the most. Um, honestly, after the first part, I came out feeling sorry for Chris Benoit. Yeah, more than anything, you know, because you know they were talking about how he used to lay on any side of the bed oh. and you know and cry. Could you imagine? Another grown man coming into your house and laying on, on your bed and crying. Not, like that. not even just in his bed, in his gym, too. Chris would go in down to gym. Eddie's gym and, and cry. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like, I understand that y'all are friends, but my God, you know what I'm saying? There are certain things that you, you, you just don't do. And for you to be that devastated that you just, you know, abandon all types of. Because this isn't your house. No matter how cool we are, you're not going to come in my house no matter what and lay on my bed and cry. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I have I have living quarters, you know? <laughs> so it, it was just like, wow. When I heard that, I never heard that before. And like even the kids used to come and tell Vicky, like, oh, Chris is up there crying again. And it yeah. made me feel really sorry for him. It, it's you, you, you hear how close these wrestlers are, and you, you, we, we both wrestled for a long time. We both understand how difficult it is to make friends in, in wrestling, and, and you don't really know who's there for you, who really isn't. And for for Chris, you know, he they had a, a small group of really close friends, and that's what Eddie was for him. You know, in the documentary, you find out that Eddie um, got Chris into religion. Chris was not a religious person and Eddie told him that I wanted you to find a higher power and gave him a Bible and, and Chris started, you know, uh, reading it and getting, I guess, better because Eddie was in such great spirits um, after he got clean and, and devoted his life to God. So when I hear that he was in his room crying and everything like that, I understand your point of view completely. You know, there's a grown-ass man in you know, my bed on the side where my husband used to lay crying, holding his picture. Um, that's too much. I understand your point of view. And then, then there's the other side that this guy who died was the closest thing this man had to a brother and kept him grounded and kept him level on multiple occasions. And he's now gone. 
And then you have to you also have to remember that Chris had lost other people during that time too. Black Cat had died during that time as well. So he just had the death of Black Cat and then the death of Eddie Guerrero, his closest friend in the world, just probably months apart, maybe even years apart. But it was still enough that that was. Do you do you really think that that was the beginning of the end for Chris? I definitely do. Definitely do. I mean, you know what? Let me not say the beginning of the end. Uh, because in episode two, when they spoke about the CTE, mm. I believe the, the flying headbutt was the beginning of the end. So I want to, I want to, did you listen to the Jericho? I know I'm bringing up the Jericho podcast a lot, not sponsored by the way. The, uh, a few yeah. years ago when he had Nancy, Nancy's uh, sister on, he yeah. did a, you listened to that podcast. Yep. Do you remember her talking about that? Like towards the last few months of his life? He started to change how he thought he was being followed. He started to change his direction to how yep. he went to the gym, how he went to the I store. That. There was yeah. so I'm gonna get into the conspiracy theorist part of this. Um, Jericho said in his podcast that Chris did not know how to even operate a computer. He didn't know how to operate a computer. So the fact that uh, the things he looked up, you know, I only knew about him looking up. Well, at least they said that he looked up how to break a neck the fastest way possible. I had no idea that that they looked up that he looked up scriptures for resurrecting the sun and all these crazy, crazy, crazy things. Um, do you think that? And, uh, these are all our opinions. Obviously, um, we're just speaking as fans. Um, do you think that the CTE, which is um, forms, uh, which is uh, concussions, do you believe that? that played a part in him believing that he was being followed, that played into his paranoia? Yeah. And you know what? Before I heard about the CTE, I actually believed uh, some of the conspiracy theories that somebody may have killed him and set it up for it. I mean, that's, that's how I used to feel. But once I, uh, once I read about the CTE and everything, I understood what was going on. Because they were saying how, you know, they turn you into a different person. And that might not have been the Chris Benoit that was actually always around. It, it, you know, I hate to admit it, but when when I heard it, when I heard about it first of all, I was like, nah, he didn't do that. He didn't kill his family. I, I, I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I was a part of the conspiracy theorists that believed it was Kevin Sullivan, 100. percent And I uh, listening to watching the documentary, learning about the CET, learning how bad his brain was. Not, not after all the headbutts and the chair shots and things of that nature. It made sense why it happened. It made sense that he he lost all control of reality. I think Eddie's death started it. I, I personally believe that that was the beginning of the end for Chris because he couldn't, for some reason, they, they said in the documentary, they said that on camera and in the locker room, he was stoic, stone-faced, that you'd never know anything was wrong with him. And then when he'd get back home, he, he cried. He continuously cried. Eddie was gone. Eddie hadn't even been gone two years. Think about that. Eddie died November 13th, 2005. He died June 24th, 2007, not even two years after Eddie's death. And he continuously cried about it. He was affected by it. He they they they, uh, they said that uh, he he reclused, and then him and Nancy started having even more problems. So much so that at one argument after Eddie's death, he punched a hole through one of his car windows and cut up his hand. 
You know, even wow. even Chris Jericho said that after Eddie's death, that their friendship started to uh, to fall apart because Chris wouldn't he wouldn't talk to anybody. So I mean, I, I've it, it's 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 I don't know, man. So what I want to hear from you now is, as a fan, how did the death of Chris Benoit at first affect you versus now after watching the two part documentary series? Oh man, it. It devastated me because he was so intense. Like one thing that a lot of wrestlers don't have is that intensity. And the only time that something might have matched that would be like Kurt Angle. But Kurt Angle still it wasn't it wasn't Chris Benoit. It wasn't Chris Benoit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just like something was missing. Something was just missing. Once he left, once he was gone. So, and uh, after after seeing the documentary, how did that make you feel? Because I know initially you said that you felt sorry for him after watching the first part. How did you feel after seeing the second part? Oh, I hear, um, I hear your little one calling you. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Um, it, it made me feel glee. Like, I, I started to kind of... I mean, I never really left him, like, as a fan, but... It made me really come back to him and feel comfortable being able to talk about him again. You know what I'm saying? Because it would be like, um, it would be like you can't talk about him, otherwise it was taboo. You would always have people like, oh, that murderer. You know what I'm saying? Now I feel like I actually have a better story, and I can actually back up talking about him again. You know, I, I agree with you. I think one of the major things that people never spoke about is how this impacted the fans. Because, you know, people you know, people think about the family members as you should. But you, what, need, what people need to understand about fans is that when you're truly a fan of somebody, you 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 idolize them in a way. You you learn as much as you can about them. You know, like, it's like, I cried when Eddie Guerrero died. Rocco cried when Eddie Guerrero died. Because it was one of those things, like, we, like, we feel like this is like, we just lost somebody close to us. And when you when Chris Benoit died in 2007, bro, I felt the same way you did. I was devastated. Like wrestling has not been the same since he died, and of course we know why it's not the same. Um, but I don't think anyone ever really took the time to, to talk talk to the fans about how it was for Chris Benoit because, like you said, to talk about Chris Benoit is taboo. To say that this guy. That that killed himself and killed his wife and kids. How his death makes you sad is 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 an odd thing to say. But it's not Chris Benoit the man that makes us sad. It's Chris Benoit the wrestler that makes us sad. We can't see him wrestle anymore. We can't hear his music anymore. Yeah. That's 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 what does it. And I think that speaking to the fans about that is getting fans' perspective on it is absolutely important. You know. Um, uh, it, you were one hundred percent right in saying that it was it was it was it was extremely taboo, and uh, so what I what I'd like to ask you now in reference to the the documentary, um, they called Chris Jericho, uh, na- uh, excuse me, not uh, Nancy's sister. I forget her name, unfortunately. Um, th- she called Chris Jericho a wrestling angel because you know what he's done to bring them back together and how they're shedding light on this uh this this, this um. This this murder suicide, you know, not for the not to glorify Chris, but to bring a lot more attention to Nancy and Benoit. How do you feel about the fact that Nancy and Daniel are a footnote? Te- kind of, let's call it what it is. They're a footnote 
in this in this tragedy because of the fact that Chris Benoit is the one that was the more famous name. How, how, how does that how does that sit with you? Um, honestly, I've never thought about it, and you know, I guess I'm, I'm one of those people that consider it a footnote because I mean, think about it in any situation. If if God forbid, if somebody you know dies and five other people died with them, but you only knew that one person, everyone else, I mean, like you said, let's call it what it is, it's technically a footnote. You don't know those people, so they don't affect you as badly as the person that you're not going to see anymore, as the person that you won't be able to communicate or watch anymore. Kind of like Kobe Bryant. Exactly. Because, I mean, say what you want, but I've I've heard, I'm still hearing about Kobe Bryant to this day. I hear nothing else about. I mean, obviously, you hear about his daughter Gianna because she was she's his daughter and she was there with him. But you hear about Kobe. He's the, he's the 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 larger than life person that that isn't supposed to be dead, but is. And and they they become footnotes because they're not the most popular people, and it's unfortunate because um, they deserve a spotlight. They deserve to be spoken about, and they deserve to be remembered. And it's unfortunate because you 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 can't think about uh, Nancy Benoit and Daniel Benoit without thinking about Chris Benoit, and you can't think about Gianna or the other eight people that were on that flight. I mean, seven people that were on that flight without thinking about Kobe Bryant. That's true. So it it, it it's like a double edged sword almost. Like they they're, they're forever intertwined. It's like um, when Michael Jackson died. Ed McMahon died the same day, and so did Farrah Fawcett. But those people weren't spoken about that much because it was Michael Jackson. Exactly. You know, footnotes because they're not the they're not the more famous people. So um, uh, we're we're approaching uh, uh, almost eighteen minutes. Uh, so I mean, I know we're going to have to wrap it up soon because you have your little ones at home, and I don't want to keep you too long. But Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame. Did you at one point think that he should have been in the Hall of Fame? And if you did, do you still feel that way now? Honestly, I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Because because of those very same footnotes that we just discussed, they're going to be a footnote in his Hall of Fame bid. And uh, they're going to be a footnote in, in everything that he does. And then, honestly, you cannot mention Chris Benoit without mentioning Nancy and David, uh, whether it's a footnote or something bigger. But you can't you can't speak about one without the other. Yeah. So I don't think he should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't think there's anyone there in the Hall of Fame right now that's as controversial as that. I mean, they, they finally broke down and put China in there, but China... China didn't go in alone. Didn't kill anybody. You know what I'm saying? She didn't. And she also didn't go in alone. She went in as a part of DX. Exactly. So she she was kind of like just a piece of something bigger, right? And that's so they could get right. away with not speaking about her all the time. So I mean, if they if they put Chris Benoit in as part of the Radicals, maybe. Nah. But the Radicals weren't a great group right. to the point where they needed to have Hall of Fame worthy honors you know what i'm saying but i mean they put hogan in there hogan has known has been known in the past for his racial insens- insens- insensitivities 
Uh, they have Trump in there, and we—he's the president of the United States. Has been that has done some extremely questionable things in his past and currently. Yeah, they had they did it. They did it all before. Right, but they removed no. they they removed um, Jimmy Snooker after he got arrested last year for a quote for a supposed murder from like thirty years ago. They removed him from the hall. Oh, I, didn't, the hall. I didn't know they removed him. Yeah, they removed him, and then he died like a month later. They never wow. had time to convict him, so WWE, they put him back in, but they removed him initially because they didn't want to have a murderer in their um, in their uh, their Hall of Fame. Wow. So, I mean, WWE, I, I think it's going to bring us nicely to the next part. I don't think Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame either. I used to say that you should induct the wrestler because you cannot negate the things he did as a professional wrestler, but mm-hmm. he negated what he did. Because Chris Benoit is no longer known as one of, if not the greatest and most aggressive wrestler of all time, he's known as a murderer now. Exactly. And you can't, you cannot, you can't downplay that. So um, I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about knowing, hearing, and learning that WWE did nothing for Benoit's family or Nancy's family? Oh man, I mean, it didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me because I mean, uh, I don't. What, what would what would you have have had them do? I mean, you could. I mean, reach out to them, help them financially. So, you know, see if there's something. See if there's see if there's something that you can do because even though Benoit did kill his family, there were other members of that family that were affected. And to be perfectly honest, his brain was destroyed because of what he did for the WWE. You're not yeah, helping sure, Benoit. You're helping Benoit's family. But they didn't. They didn't know that at the time. They didn't. But even after they found yeah. out, they still did nothing. Well, that's true too. You're right. I mean, right. if it wasn't for Chris Jericho, Nancy and David wouldn't have even. I mean, yeah, his name is David, right? Nancy and David, they wouldn't yeah. have been able to even. Not Nancy. Ah, oh, what is her sister's name? I keep forgetting. Uh. Yep. You you I remember like as much as I do. Nancy too. No, it wasn't. I feel like it was Nancy too, and then her last name started with a P. It was it's like Towski or something. Talafafo. Uh, I said Talafafo. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't remember her name. But Nancy's uh, sister. I'm gonna just say Nancy's sister. Yeah, she's a footnote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a footnote. That is hilarious. Nancy Benoit's. Um, I'm looking it up really quickly, just so I can find out her name because this is gonna Sandra. Sandra, Sandra Tafaloni. Tuffaloni. Yes, right. uh, I, I was a little close at You, you basically said toaster strudel. You weren't close. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, if it wasn't for Chris Jericho, uh, Sandra and David wouldn't have even wouldn't have even been able to reconnect. And and it's it's you know the WWE paid a settlement to Owen Hart's family because Owen Hart died during their show. Um, WWE. Employed Vicky Guerrero, and they gave her money prior to uh, employing her as well. Um, Benoit's family, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And I understand that he murdered his family, but still, his his family is suffering. You have to understand, like not you, but I'm talking about like people in general. Well, you have to understand. To be honest with you, I was I was thinking to my wife about this, like, and and I have no way of knowing when this. Uh, Documentary was recorded, but it was recorded the uh, last two months. 
It was yeah, it was recorded oh, during the time that uh, it was recorded during the time Jericho signed with AEW. Okay, so all right, so I mean, within the last couple of months, I don't know if you know who Chris Van Vliet is. No, that name doesn't sound familiar. All right, he's he does a lot of wrestling interviews, and he's actually one of the um, he does like some. Um, Microphone work for AEW also. Okay. If you look him up on YouTube, his name is Chris Van Vliet. He did an interview with David Benoit. And I actually remember David saying that the WWE treats him really well. Now? And that, it, yeah, but that, this was within the year. Like, this was in the year 2020 that he did this interview. Mm. And he was saying that they told him they, that they let him in to any show he wants. He can go backstage. So I, I was a little confused about that. Because mm. it well, was kind of like... Maybe, maybe... So, well, you know, he did say screw them. He did say screw anybody that didn't reach out to him. So yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe, that, maybe, it was, maybe it was a little exaggerated for the show. I don't know. Maybe. But, you know, I, I do remember him saying that. I may have to go back and I'll, I'll find, I'll dig up the interview and shoot it to you. Okay. Um, and you can watch it and see for yourself. But I do remember him saying something along those lines. Hmm. Uh, I know we, I, I also remember him saying that when he showed up at AEW, they kind of banned him for a little bit, but then he was good hmm. because he, and, um, and funny enough, he wants to be a wrestler too, and he wants to wrestle under the Benoit name. Yeah, he, he wants to wrestle under Chris Benoit Jr. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he wants to use his father's name. Yeah, I don't know why he so, would want to do that. That that's weird. Well, I mean, controversy, I guess. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, that's something. That's still stupid. That's still yeah, stupid. That You're already the son of a murderer. Don't 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 don't, don't add more like to him. He looks like, like he really looks like him. Need his name. You don't need his name. It's scary how strong those features are. Yeah. Yeah, those blue eyes. Oh, man, those blue eyes are crazy. Oh, some, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's weird. So, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to get your thoughts on the actual murders themselves. So, it, it was said that Chris, uh, drugged his son, um, and, and knocked him out, and then he strangled him, or suffocated him, I believe. Um, and they said that he brutalized Nancy. Not only yeah. did they say he brutalized Nancy, and they said that he mur- this was a three day, um, this is a three day thing. I was about to say event. That was a terrible, terrible choice of words. This was a three day thing, and basically, uh, he slept in the house after yeah. he murdered his wife and son. And made up that story about them having the Sonic virus. I mean, yep. He texted Chavo, though. He texted Chavo and he texted someone else, I think Carano, some, somebody he texted, to let him know that the doors were open, that people could get in. And uh, then he went downstairs and broke his own neck. Yep. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? As a father uh, yourself. I could never uh, fathom I don't. I don't know why he killed his son. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel like I was about to say I understand why he killed his wife. Yeah, even a no lot of people have said that. To, a lot there's of people, no real way to understand it, though. Well, a lot of you people have said they understand. Like you know, um, it's called crimes of passion. 
you know, exactly. you you and your, your spouse get really, really angry at each other and, and then there's some violent altercation and someone dies in the midst of that. But mm-hmm. killing your child. Exactly. And he didn't even, he killed the child later on. You know what I'm saying? You weren't angry anymore. Why did, why did you kill your son? Probably because you, know you knew there was nothing more that could happen. Maybe your son saw it. Maybe his son. Maybe his son walked in on it. Maybe his son walked in on his mom, which is probably why he had to drug him. That's true too. Maybe. That, oh my god! Like the more we talk yeah. about it, the more the like. You, oh man, this is this is a this is an unfortunate situation. I mean, I'm glad light was shed on it, but it, like it doesn't it doesn't give me any closure. To Benoit, but I like because you always have that why. Why did you do this? Mm-hmm. And obviously, he can't answer us. He so can't. we'll never. And no know. one will ever know. And that's that's the worst part about it. And that's some of the craziest things in this world that just no one will ever know. Yeah. It, it's nothing but speculation. Yep, it, it it is an unfortunate tragedy. Well, man, I, I appreciate you being on. We're approaching uh, 30 minutes, and I know you have to go, but I, I appreciate you taking the time out to just talk about this a little bit uh, as a fan. No problem, man. Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate you for giving me the platform. No problem at all. Uh, to our listeners, if you guys want to listen to see, he has his own podcast called The Random Discourse Podcast. Not the, don't put the, and it's just called Random Discourse. Uh, it's on Spotify, it's on Anchor, and it's on Apple Podcasts. So you guys go over, listen to him, check him out. He he does weekly episodes, I believe, every Monday. Uh, uh, let's let's say every weekend. They're every is is weekly. Let's just leave it uh, it's, it's weekly. It's weekly. Um, he's still in his first season. He has a lot of great content out there. I listen to it regularly. I think you guys should as well. Leave him a five star rating. Uh, leave him your reviews. Let him know what you think about it. And let him know the, uh, the Let's Talk podcast sent you. See, man, thank you for being here, bro. All right, thank you. All right, man. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I was hoping that this would be more cathartic um, to speak to, you know, as fans to get out our feelings about what happened with Nancy, uh, Daniel, and and Chris, but it wasn't. I, I don't feel any better having spoken about it because there's always that why, you know, and we'll never get those answers. We'll always wonder. And as, as fans, as people who, who's invested in this person, I feel like we deserve, we deserve to at least know that because we all went along that journey as well. We all felt that pain as well. You know, whether you, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, you can relate to being a father, being a child, being a wife, you can relate to those things and you can imagine the fear and his wife, knowing that the person she's supposed to spend her life with, the person that's supposed to protect her, is now strangling her. That's, he's going to kill her. I, 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 man, this this episode is not what I thought it was, and I and it did not do what I hoped it would. But uh, if you guys want to check out the the. Um, the documentary on Chris Benoit. It is called The Dark Side of the Ring. It is on Vice on YouTube. It is a two-part series, about 45 minutes apiece. Go check it out. Go watch it. Let them know the Let's Talk podcast sent you. And um, uh, just try just try to remember that although Chris Benoit was the famous person that did these 
terrible, terrible things. Nancy and David, um, excuse me, Nancy and Daniel were part of this as well. And they deserve to be remembered. Not as the victims of Chris Benoit, but as two peoples whose lives were tragically cut short. I'm Isaac. This has been the Let's Talk Podcast. See you next time.